0: Well, hey friends, it's Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness with another podcast episode for you. Here's the deal. Right now, as you are hearing this, I am on sabbatical. But before I left for sabbatical, I got the pleasure of doing a couple more interviews and one was with Jeannie Stevens. She is the author of What's Here Now. This is a book about learning how to be present in the moment. And I can guarantee you that is what I am doing right now. So pray for me, (laughs) pray for me. I miss you guys. I'm sure I I know I'll be missing you guys, but I'll be listening to all these episodes. And this will be one that I will re-listen to for sure. Her book is powerful. She said this quote, and I wanna restate it here. She She says it at the top of the interview, that the litmus test of transformation will be evident in our relationships. So how are we doing? Because it's the goal of, of the gospel is to transform us, that we are to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. So growth is evidenced by how well we are doing in relationship, not only to ourselves, but also in others. I love that. And that's what I'm away working on right now is just relationship with God. So just know this, this podcast is going to bless you. You're going to learn some some actual practical tools. Uh, Jeannie's going to share a note that she wrote to her body. Please listen and get the tissue out. Well, I miss y'all. I can tell you, I miss you. And I look forward to being back with you in the middle of October and sharing with you all the good things that God has, has shown me and done and I promise you it's it's going to be nothing but good. So thank you, partners, for keeping the lights on, for making this podcast and this ministry continue to hum and do what it needs to do. It's because of you. It's possible. So we bless you and thank you all. I pray for you and I'm thinking of you and I will be talking to you soon. Peace. Well. Revelation Wellness community, as always, we all have our ear to the ground, eyes out there looking for people who are writing messages or talking messages that will resonate with you. And today I'm excited to introduce you to Jeannie Stevens. She is the author of a book titled What's Here Now. I love the subtitle How to Stop Rehashing the Past and Rehearsing the Future and Start Receiving the Present. Jeannie, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast
1: thank you it is so good to be with you and to meet a new friend and yeah. to connect with all of the listeners that are here with us today
0: well we saw this book came across our desk I'm like okay this you know, reshaping or stop rehearsing the past and get into this moment now what made you want to write first of all before we go there where are you give us a little backstory of you who's Jeannie? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So my husband and I, uh, we live in the Chicagoland area. This summer, we're celebrating twenty six years of marriage, which hey. I can hardly believe it. Um, I feel like I'm twenty six, so I don't know how that math all works out. Um, nice. But we've been married uh, for twenty six years. We have two high schoolers, a freshman and a junior, and uh, we started a church together twelve years ago out of our living room, and it has just exploded and grown and it's just a beautiful community of yeah. uh, faith and transformation our mission is all about leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus and yeah. so we are committed to helping people grow and change and you know we shouldn't be the same uh, that we Amen. were a week that's ago right. a year ago right Amen. we should ever be evolving and that yeah. is our that's our that's our heart's cry and you know this this book what's here now um, it really was born out of a lot of my journey in, right. and leading that church and starting that church and all of um, those experiences over the last 12 years.
0: Well, first of all, uh, I love that the whole, I agree, could not agree more of we shouldn't stay the same. Like it's a transforming journey. We always yeah. say in Reflection Wellness, come as you are, but don't expect to stay there. <laughs> like it's, yes, yes. There's going to be an amazing, wonderful journey to go on. So do you think that's why your church has grown so rapidly? What do you think it is about your church? Because I, I know you said it's grown fast. What do you think is the unique thing that God's doing?
1: Yeah, I think the unique thing that God is doing, and, and God is doing a unique thing in so many beautiful Amen. communities a- around the world. But I think one of the distinct things that God is doing at Soul City Church is that we have unapologetically talked about how does a soul transform and Mm. you know we like to say that the litmus test of transformation should be evident in your relationships and so we get into um, what does it really look like to have healthy relationships what does it look like um, to have a healthy relationship with God with your people with yourself Uh, and we we are not a community that stays on the surface. We're not the type uh-huh. of community that if you come in, you know, and you just want a check the box Sunday experience to, you know, kind of make you feel better about the week. Uh, Soul City's probably not the church for you. We really okay. do want to help people transform. And so we go at okay. it from an emotional level, relational level, financial level, physical level, spiritual level,
0: the whole gospel.
1: Amen. Transformation.
0: Yeah. Wow. I'm have to ask my producer how we came across you because yeah, that could not be more of what our mission is. I mean, our really for us revelation wants us to come alongside those communities, say, how can we help when it pertains to the body to help people get back in their bodies and, and, and receive, you know, a whole gospel that cares about your, your body too. And what's going on in the present moment. So good. Okay, so why this book? Yeah, you
1: know, I I really found myself um, in a very interesting season. You know, we, as I mentioned, I started this church with my husband. And it was growing, and people were finding hope and healing and community, and mm-hmm. um, had these two young kids and. I felt like, oh my gosh, i'm I'm living this miraculous story, and it was exciting and energizing. We're in downtown Chicago, so always so much going on, right? Mm-hmm. and And that was the one side of my life. And then the other side of my life, I felt like it was dry, and it mm-hmm. was um, I, I was growing weary. and doing the work of God was mm-hmm. somehow slowly deteriorating mm-hmm. the work of God in me. And so the well of my own life um, was not flowing with the living waters uh, that the scriptures speak about. And, and, you know, when people would ask me, how are you? I would say I'm fine. And, you know, and fine actually probably was the right answer, but I knew that Jesus came to give life and life to the fullest. Amen. And so I didn't want a life that was just fine. I wanted a life of abundance. And what I began to realize was that I wasn't aware of what it meant to live in this now moment. The reason that my soul was so dry and so weary was because at any given moment, if you were to ask me where I was, like, you know, when you go to the directory in the mall or the airport and you look at that little, you "You are here. Mm -hmm. I was not fully here. I was either rehashing the past, Mm -hmm. replaying something that had already happened, trying Mm -hmm. to change something in the past that could not be changed. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. I was rehearsing the future, trying to change something or control something that I actually didn't have any control over. And I was missing out on the yeah. present moment, which yeah. in reality is the place that God always is. Well, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only place to experience God is in this now moment, in the present. And yet I wasn't here. I wasn't here. And so I needed to develop my own red dot. And that question, what's here now became my locator. It became my way of coming back into The present moment. And so when I ask the question, What's here now? I literally scan three things What am I sensing in my body? Mm -hmm. What am I feeling in my heart? Mm -hmm. What am I thinking in my mind? And those three things I mean, Jesus taught us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? He gave us the answer. He's like, To come into this now moment, to be present with me, to experience love in this moment, to be with me, Uh you have to be in your body. Mm-hmm. your heart and your mind, but most of us were in every place, but this place. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to start to come back to this now moment.
0: Okay. Let's, let's, so you said you three things to get in the now, what are you sensing mm-hmm. in your body? What am I, what? Feeling what are you in my feeling heart? in your heart, heart and what are you thinking in your mind? Okay. Jeannie, what are you doing right now? Give us your now. Mm. Yeah,
1: so if I were to answer the question, what's here now? What am I sensing in my body? I'm sensing a little ache in my lower back. Didn't sleep mm. that great last night. A little restriction in my shoulders. Um, my Yeah, my my jawline is relaxed and you know, my my face feels at peace talking to a new friend. So I just I feel here in this moment mm-hmm. in my body um what am I feeling in my heart a lot of gratitude a lot mm-hmm. of gratitude in my heart um I'm at a friend's home in Michigan and the lake is right out the window mm-hmm. and water is just such a a gift of, mm-hmm. of nurture to me in creation and so I'm mm-hmm. feeling gratitude peace in my heart what am I thinking in my mind I'm thinking uh, I, I love having conversations with people that um like yourself, that really long to be all of who God created them to be and to go on the transformational journey. And whatever that looks like, they're willing to say yes. That's so good. those are those are the thoughts. And you know, the beautiful thing about that is it brings me right back into this moment, really good. I'm not thinking about the walk I'm going to take later today. I'm not thinking about, oh, I got to mm-hmm. remind my husband to pick up the dry cleaning. I'm not, I, I can come right back here in mm-hmm. this now moment. And it's a centering and I can be with what is, you know, so much of our life we spend in the what was or the what ifs, mm-hmm. and we miss what is, and, mm-hmm. and we can feel, Feel the power when somebody is really connected to us. You know, you can tell when somebody's listening to you, when they're dialed in, when when they're giving you their full attention. Um, and you can also tell when somebody is not
0: really present, right? Absolutely. They're checking their
1: phone. Nothing when, worse yeah. than a
0: phone call. Com- talking exactly. to someone that's looking yes. at their phone. I'm like, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yep,
1: exactly. <laughs> and and you know, we are such a distracted people. And, uh, we're missing out on this now moment. I like to tell people the zip code of God is the here and the now.
2: And so many
1: of us, so many of us are not in God's zip code. And, and, you know, I think that, um, one of my favorite quotes, um, is by, uh, father Richard Rohr. And he says, we cannot attain the presence of God because we're already in the presence of God. What's absent is awareness. You know, and I think so often we pray these prayers like, God, would you bring your presence? And I think God is like, Hey, I've already been here. Yes. (laughs) Like, I'm already here. What is missing is you. You are missing from my presence. And so, so much of this book is helping people come back into the here and the now and live from that place.
0: Often I'll hear people pray, God, be with us as we, and I'm like, He's already with us. I think the prayer is, help us be with you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We don't have to pray for him to be with us. That's already done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a really inside out prayer. Okay. I want to hear, go back because for someone who, as you call the holy hustle, you were doing it, building a church, doing all the things, and then like going, I am not really, I'm not here. I'm not having an abundant life. Yeah. What did that look like? How? How yeah. did, where was the reckoning? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. like clearly you didn't all of a sudden start meditating the next day. Like you exactly. You exactly. had to go on a journey. How did that, what did yeah. that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, first
1: it was paying attention to the breadcrumbs of where I was actually living. You know, I, I, I had to follow those breadcrumbs and, and anytime we're rehashing the past, and I, I don't think these are just my breadcrumbs. Anytime we're rehashing the past. There are some telltale signs, things like blame show up, right? You'll see it in your relationships. Whenever you're blaming either someone or something, it's usually a sign that you're rehashing something instead of living in this now moment. Shame is another one. Uh, I like to describe shame. I spell it S H A M E as self-hatred at my expense. And anytime, anytime, Self-hatred at my expense is showing up in our thought life. It is become because we're rehashing something that we're trying to change in the past that we actually haven't brought good healing and and reckoning to in this now moment. Grief, unprocessed grief, Um, you know, and especially coming out of these last two years. I think so many of us um, Mm -hmm. are walking around with so much unprocessed grief and it's when that grief that we haven't processed through enters into our present it's almost as if the loss is happening in the here and the now even though it's something that had happened in the past bitterness Mm -hmm. was another another Mm -hmm. sign you know you're Mm -hmm. just holding on to a grudge Mm -hmm. um and that grudge eventually has a hold on you and so Mm -hmm. you're just recycling unforgiveness over and over again guilt um just that silent Mm -hmm. suffering from mistakes made in the past. And, and these were kind of the breadcrumbs that I started seeing in my life. And I, and I realized every time I followed those breadcrumbs, I was leaving the present moment to rehash something in the past. And, and the same is true with rehearsing the future, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Worry is a huge one. I think mm-hmm. so many people mm-hmm. get caught in worry. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about worry is that worry is just living in a not yet that's worse than you now. <laughs> that's good, right? right? It's living in a fictional reality, a not that's yet, worse than has right not now. has not happened yet. Yeah. And yet you make it work th- worse than your factual reality, which is your now. And so many of us, our thought lives are keeping us from the present moment because we think our not yet is worse than our now. Worry, denial is a huge one. You know, that defense mechanism yeah. uh, to avoid pain, to avoid transformation, pretending, Uh, not letting our true selves be seen obligation, you know, Mm -hmm. answering all of those shoulds. I Uh should do this. I Uh should respond to that. I should Mm -hmm. say, yes, all of those things, when they drive and direct our lives, we're rehearsing the future and then control, right? Just taking the wheel and taking authority to influence a specific outcome where God has not given us. That control and that authority and all of those spaces and places are the ways that we leave the present moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we miss out on what God has for us in here and now.
0: So did you... To come to that, okay, I am living in the past and I'm in the future. Was that literally just a revelation to you? Did you go to a therapist? Did you, where, where did it come from yeah. for you? All the
1: things, all the okay. things. I am okay. a, I am a deep believer in uh, digging in the dirt of our story. And here's the thing about the past. You know, the past is a great place to learn from, but it's Amen. a terrible place to live. Yeah. And so, you know, counselors and therapists, group work, It's critical to understanding the patterns and the behaviors of the past so that they don't impact the present, but we can't live in the past. We need to do our work around the past so that our present is different. So yeah, I've done all of that. And then some, Mm -hmm. um, I, I remember sitting with a spiritual mentor kind of in the midst of just feeling like I am everywhere, but nowhere, I don't Mm -hmm. know where my red dot is. Mm. And him just lovingly saying to me, Oh, I know exactly what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, you're not here. And I'm like, no, I am here. We're here in this corner bakery, having a cup of coffee. He's like, no, your body's here. Wow. But you're not here. And the only place you're ever going to experience peace is in the present moment. You know, you can't you can't experience peace mm-hmm. in the past or the future. The mm-hmm. only way to experience peace mm-hmm. is in this now moment. And I think many of us think, you know, that peace that passes understanding, mm-hmm. that we're going to get that peace once we get understanding mm-hmm. about our lives. Mm-hmm. But the peace that passes understanding is all about not needing understanding understand. and Amen. instead experiencing the presence peace. of God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so he's the one that first gave me this question, what's your now? Good. He just said, "Why don't you just start asking this question?" And 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 I did. And mm-hmm. every time I began to ask that question, I would just pause. I would do a full inhale and exhale right. because I realized I had been living my life but not really breathing. Yeah. Right. And so I learned how to do a full, full inhale. Breath. Full belly, exhale. yeah. Full belly. Inhale mm-hmm. and exhale, and I would do that four times, and then I would answer the question. and And, and it's amazing how that that numa, right, the numa yeah. of the breath, yeah. right, how yeah. it draws us back into this now yeah. moment, and it draws us into the power and the presence of God because we, when we pause, we realize, wow, I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't make that breath come in and out of that's my lungs. Right.
0: That's right.
1: God did that, right? Yeah. I, and so there's such a centering that takes place in the breath. And then I would answer that question that I just did with you. You know, I would that, say, what's your now?
0: And that's so, it's so fun to just stop and think about these things for a bit. Truly the only thing that is that, well, you can say everything is here now, like this table's here, but your body is the now. Like your body Mm -hmm. isn't back when you're four years old and somebody neglected you and your body can't be in tomorrow. Like you literally the presence of the moment, your physical capacity right here, right now is in the body. And I love that the body too is the boundary zone of what I do hold right now. I can't absolutely like this is, this is all I cannot I, that treadmill could fall over. I have no control over that. But what yep. I am holding right here, right now is so much power that the Lord gives us. It is. That we don't and even pay attention to. We don't.
1: And the powerful thing about the body as well is that it's incapable of lying to us. Ooh. Hey, you know, the, 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 the heart can tell us all kinds of stories. Brown. The mind can tell us all kinds of stories. But the body is like, yeah, got a headache. It's going to tell you. It's going to send a signal. Want some more water? It's going to send a signal. Worked out a little too hard yesterday. Legs sore, right? The body is telling you always what's going on. It's very reliable, and it houses the heart, and it houses the mind. And yet so many of us, I feel like, you know, that passage where Jesus says, I've come to give life and life to the full. What's said before that is that there's a thief that actually comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I often feel like one of the first places that the enemy goes for is our relationship with the body. And I feel like we make agreements with the enemy around the killing, the stealing, and the destroying. Because if you were to ask me all the ways to not be in your body, I could give a very clear explanation. because I spent many years done it. not yeah. fully living in my body, not mm-hmm. caring for the vessel, right? Wow. Not yeah. listening to the signals that it's trying to send to me. Yeah. And uh, yet the body has been so reliable. It's the one
0: thing that That's is always right. with
1: me in the present always. moment.
0: It's been always. With you all your life and it has been fighting for you we trying That's to right. protect you, try to be for yep. you. It's so cool. The body yep. has the equilibrium. It wants to reset back to homeostasis. No, you yep. get sick. It fights the inflammation. It wants to pull yep. back. It's so marked with the grace of God. It is. It
1: that. is. You know, it's, it's amazing. I was, I was telling you this right
0: before we started
1: recording, you know, in the writing of this book, I knew, um, that I needed to have a chapter on the body. Um, mm-hmm. Before I even kind of structured the whole thing, I knew that mm-hmm. that chapter was necessary. And yet it was the last one that I wrote, because mm-hmm. it it has been one of the most challenging for me yes. throughout my life. And in the process of writing that chapter, I was reminded of um, a process that my mom asked all of us kids to do growing up she always asked us to write thank you notes and of course as kids it was the last thing we ever wanted to do when we got right, a gift, you just want right? the we, present then it's like we oh. just want the present really yeah. I gotta sit down and write all these notes and I realized here I've been living in this body for multiple decades and had never thanked it I had never written a thank oh, you note wow. to my own body yes. and so I actually wrote a thank you note to my body And shared it uh, in the chapter. Do you have it? Do you have it? Yeah, I do. I I would love to read just a a little portion of it. Um, So I just wrote, dear body, this note is long overdue. I imagine you wondered if this day would ever come. If I would truly pause and appreciate you for all you've done. Tears are puddling in my eyes just three sentences in. You've been so faithful to me. Your resolute and relentless presence has never let me down. When I needed you to help me run faster than Nathan Price at the third grade field day, you mustered up all the energy I needed to leave it all on the field. And I'm so glad we won that day. When I fell in love with Jarrett and no part of my heart or mind was functioning rationally, you gave me the courage to take a risk, throw all of my belongings into that little red Honda prelude and move across the country for the greatest love of our lives. When I got the phone call about dad, And then years later, about Andy passing on, you held me up. You released all your secret compartments of strength to walk with me through the storms of grief that I would have never chosen. I don't know how I went so many years without realizing all you've done for me. I'm so sorry for all the ways I've neglected and ignored you. I know we're on the same team, and I am officially gonna wear the same jersey as you. I'm committed. Mm -hmm to living like we belong to each other. Mm -hmm. For the times when I pushed past healthy limits and you ended up broken, dizzy, drained and fatigued, I promise to pay attention to your limits, to listen to your joints and muscles Mm -hmm. and when you are craving rest to slow down. For the times I fed you garbage, okay, not actual garbage, but food loaded with preservatives and absolutely no nutritional value. And mindlessly ate so I didn't have to feel. Please forgive me. I promise to continue the healing work to restore my relationship with food. I often don't stop and compliment you. But you need to know that what's here now is I think you're beautiful. From your dark brown eyes to your short stubby toes, you're a masterpiece. And this thank you note is my way of starting to live as if I believe it.
0: literally when you wrote that, were you crying? You must've been like sobbing. (laughs) I
1: was sobbing (laughs) when I wrote that. And I, you know, I had, and there's a lot more to it that I, I didn't read. Um, but I wrote that and I thought, well, maybe this is just for me. And then I just felt this prompt from the Holy spirit and Holy spirit was like, Nope, share it, share it, share the vulnerability, uh, because you're not the only one that has walked through this life, not in, in healthy relationship with their body. And this, this may set some people free and invite them to do the same process to start to thank their bodies for all the ways that it has been faithful to them.
0: So powerful. So powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no, yeah, done that absolutely. on the podcast. All right. Mm. people are like, okay. They probably are like, oh gosh, Lisa's <laughs> gonna make us do that at a training sometime. Yes, she may. Mm. Let's yeah, talk about such a good exercise. Let's talk about shame and and yeah. the body, like the disintegration yeah. that comes. Yeah. Self yeah. self-harm at my Self-hatred expense. Self Self hatred. Self-hatred. At my expense.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Self-hatred at my expense. And you know, what's so interesting to me is that, um, shame was in the very beginning of, of the story between Adam and Eve, you know, it says that when God walked in the garden with them in the, in the cool of the day, it says that Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. And, you know, uh, it's interesting. I've I've read that verse so many times and it wasn't until I I really did a deep dive on shame and and the power that shame has over our minds, hearts, and bodies that I realized, gosh, the writer of of Genesis could have said anything, right? They they Mm -hmm. walked with God and they felt no fear. They Mm -hmm. They walked with God and they felt no anxiety. They walked with God and they felt, you know, only excitement, but it says they walked with God and they felt no shame. And I actually believe that the fullness and the freedom in Jesus, when we live that way, shame is gone. And isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that the second pig grabbed that Honeycrisp apple, um, and I'm believing it was a Honeycrisp because those are the best kinds, right? If you're going to do it. if you're going to do it, that literally what, what happened was that was the first moment of blame. Yeah, It was the first moment of hiding. And it was the first moment of shame. They blamed one another for their problems. They hid from God and they grabbed some fig leaves to cover themselves up. And so here you have blame, hiding and shame. And I just believe that that has been replaying, 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 replaying. For hundreds and thousands of years. Yes. And that is still the way we hide from ourselves. It's the way we hide from God and is the way we hide from one another. We blame one another. This is somebody else's fault as to why I don't have a good relationship with my body. Right? Mm-hmm. We hide. So part of the disintegration is yep. we hide what yep. needs to actually be healed in our bodies. Yep. And we carry around loads and loads of shame. And so much of my deep work has been naming those areas of where I am carrying shame. Just naming them. Um, First noticing, like first being able to just lovingly notice it, name it for what it is. Give myself some loving nurture. Because oftentimes I think when it comes to shame, we try to meet shame with condemnation. -hmm. And and that will never rid us of shame. What shame needs is actual empathy and compassion and healthy oxygen. Right? Mm -hmm. Brene Brown says that if we can share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding, shame can't survive. Yeah. And so we need to actually bring our shame stories. Out in healthy community, into yes. the light, give it some oxygen, mm-hmm. and and you know that second that oxygen falls on it, shame shame goes running because right. it wants the hiding, it, it wants the dark. the dark, right? It needs it does, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Man, I think about for me how forever if you'd ask me when I was in my twenties, now fifty, but if I was a person who had shame, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't feel the shame, mm-hmm. but I had anger. I would fear, I could, I could identify yeah. those, but shame was yeah. harder for me. And it was yeah. literally the last layer of, for mm-hmm. me, that, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be more that God shows me, but that one yeah. was really hidden. And I think it just depends on your personality. Cause some people just right. get big instead of get small. I think if you get yeah. small, you tend to feel the shame more and just pull back. I'm a get yeah. big kind of girl. Yep. So Same. it took a while, right? It took a while to be like, wow, yeah. I, because shame is such a vulnerable thing. You're uncovered. It is naked and ashamed. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fully uncovered. So it's yeah. a, that's a process and yet
1: that that's how we experience the most intimate of connections with mm-hmm. God, ourselves and one another mm-hmm. is when we're fully vulnerable. When we fully allow ourselves to be seen. And that obviously requires a lot of courage. It requires a lot of trust in a relationship. I'm not just saying you know, run around and share your vulnerable story with you know anyone that will listen. You need you need healthy, good people in your circle, but letting that shame out into the light, it can't survive. Yeah. And I've begun to realize that being vulnerable with our shame stories is perhaps one of the single most courageous things we can do in our healing.
0: That's good. I think we live in an interesting time where people can quote, be vulnerable, like social media and like, okay, I'll post mm-hmm. a vulnerable post. And I'm so glad you said that, that shame though, in the vulnerability requires community. Like you, it does. it's one thing to just come undress yourself publicly in mm-hmm. a social media place. And then you get the affirmations of, oh, I'm with you. And I remember this, I remember when the Me Too movement happened, remember mm-hmm. it went viral mm-hmm. and people were hashtagging mm-hmm. Me Too and people were stepping forward and sharing yeah. their stories of abuse. And I thought, wow, that's fantastic. And you got to get in community. You can't, that's mm-hmm. not the healing. The healing doesn't happen. Yeah. And I made a public yeah. post. It begins. Yeah. That's great. You step yeah. into the light with a bunch mm-hmm. of other fictitious, fictitious people yeah. out there, but you got to be in community to yeah. then c- to continue yeah, to it,
1: it's such a tr- It's such a tricky thing, right? Because we now live in these days, you and I remember when we didn't all have public platforms, Absolutely. right? Where every person in the world did not have megaphones. Um, and it's really easy to forego the private phase of growth, hoping that the public phase will replace it. And, you know, when I'm holding space with people or coaching people or pastoring people, I, I always say, you know, never share something publicly that you haven't shared with the right people privately.
0: That's good. Um, That's right.
1: Because, um, it, it actually is not going to be of service to you. Mm. or to the people in your life or even yeah. to the people ultimately that are receiving that you know public the message declaration that, yeah. that you're sharing right whatever it is um and so yeah it's just so critical that we learn those healthy boundaries in in mm-hmm. how to share i i am a advocate for vulnerability advocate absolutely both privately and publicly it's it is a Great healing, but um, it also is necessary to be done in really healthy ways.
0: Yeah, I guess I just say that to encourage the listeners that you know you get to be here and listen to conversation mm-hmm. with me and Jeannie. And that's awesome. But it, it's just this real cry to be known, to really have yeah. people—one, two—people in your life that can really know you, and you yeah. can get to be known by because that's that's God's picture for community in the church. It starts yeah. in that really intimate place too. So wow. Mm. Um, okay. So Mm. I I interrupted shame. Sorry. Let's any, (laughs) any more thoughts on shame and yeah, no,
1: you know, I would just say that, um, many of us, uh, we, we hold to our shame stories in isolation, in isolation. And Mm. I would say that the, um, the danger of isolation is greater than the risk of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I really do believe that there is someone, someone that we can start that intimacy journey with. And and the word intimacy has also um sadly um been taken as only to be a, a sexual intimacy, right? Intimacy mm-hmm. into me see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you mm-hmm. think about what that word is, mm-hmm. into me see. It's mm-hmm. just letting somebody else see into us and us seeing into someone else. And I'm convinced that that is the desire of every human heart. Do you see me? Do you accept me? Do you love me? Absolutely. Right? Yes. And so we all have a need for intimacy. We all have a need and a mm-hmm. craving for it. And mm-hmm. so much of our shame grows when we're not experiencing healthy intimacy and in relationships. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't remember who said it, an author that I've read, ah, just I can see his name but I love this quote that he said, everyone comes out of the womb looking for someone who's looking for them. Yes. Like, yes. Do you see? So me? true. Um, am I? And, and, and isn't that true? Because the one it of the, the consequences of sin was we couldn't see ourselves anymore. The shame. Mm-hmm. It, it says that they ate of the apple, right? They ate yep. and then their eyes were opened. They were yep. open and now they couldn't, they really, it was, Better to have your eyes closed, like you could just see what mm-hmm. God sees. But when our eyes open, we now yeah. don't see ourselves, and we don't think others see us, and we're just yeah. looking on that journey. Do you That's see right. me? And I? Do I matter? That's right. That's right, man. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> hear us. Amen. <laughs> you Amen. say in your so I want, good. I want to say these quotes. I love this page fifty one uh, about shame. Like an annoying sil- sliver, shame agitates mm. your mind just enough to keep you from being able. To be present, Amen. Yeah. And then on page yeah. forty-four, you say that shame is when your insides don't match your outsides. You can't yeah. see it, but you can feel it. What is? Ask yeah. me like, practically. What does shame feel like in your body to you? What do you feel when mm-hmm. shame comes up?
1: Yeah, I, I almost always feel an uncomfortability in my gut space in my stomach. Mm Um, you know, it's like, there's, there's this pit of like, yeah, that's unworthiness. Um, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. something wrong with you. You know, Mm -hmm. guilt says I made a mistake. Shame says I am Mm -hmm. a mistake. Mm -hmm. And so there's that feeling in my gut space of like, you're, you're the worst. Um, if, if people only knew, um, if, if they saw what we know is true about you. You know, those are kind of the the message cycles. That's the loop of shame Mm -hmm. in in my thoughts, but I feel it usually in my gut. I know uh, that I can tend to hold my shoulders forward when Mm -hmm. shame is there versus actually, you know, pulling back and having a, a posture of openness and confidence. Mm-hmm. There's something about the closedness mm-hmm. of the shoulders that I, mm-hmm. I notice when shame is present. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this is probably overly thinking it, but I feel like I can see it on my skin. You know, our, our, our skin is our largest organ, organ.
0: Yep. and it's so and interesting it's your, to me. It's your first and final line of defense, whether it's from external yes. or internal first and final. You're exactly, yeah. yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. And
1: so I can almost feel it Um, when I, when I'm looking in the mirror, if I'm kind of running a loop of shame, um, I can almost see it. There's, there's a dullness in my skin. There's Mm a, um, you know, just this sense. Um, yeah, it's probably, I'm, I'm probably the only one that notices it, but But whatever it is, um, it's
0: for your noticeability. Like, Hey, if you're aware of it and no one else is, it's just another, another, that's right. North star where to go to get back what you've lost. Wow. That's right. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. You're talking yeah. about. Yeah. What about that? you?
1: How do you feel it in your body?
0: Same thing. I would say I feel it. I do feel it in my gut. I feel it more mm. in like a heavy um I, it's not like gut like nervousness but yeah, uh, sunk. Sunk. Mm-hmm. And then my shoulder my shoulders for sure. Mm-hmm. Shoulders roll. Yeah. And yeah. I think it for me, like I said, I I I, I know that fear or justification pushes out first. To try and Mm -hmm. make a story of, well, that's why you did it, like the blame thing, Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to feel shame. And then I'm like, no, no, no. And I can feel the blame. I'm like, no, stop, pull that off, pull that off. So I can, I I feel erratic in my mind. I feel frantic, frenetic in my body. And then Mm -hmm. I have to get down to, oh, I feel really, I feel bad, feel sunk. Like, okay, I'm good. And usually it's because I've done some. I've done something wrong that would hurt another. Those probably feel the most heavy to me. It's one thing if I hurt myself, but when I hurt Mm -hmm. another, I'm like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. sunk. But praise God that there's a way out. It's that confession and repentance. And then I go and ask for forgiveness. And that's part of Revelation Wellness is our community of people that we're, this is not a feel better community, but Mm -hmm. we have to get better. And in order to get better, we're going to step on each other once in a while. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to get it wrong. Yeah. But as yeah. long as it, you got it right, when you know you got it wrong, and then you go make it right. Like that's, that's right. That's, that's exactly right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we should be more well versed in saying things like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I made a mistake. I was wrong. Will you forgive yeah. me? Like that, that should regularly be the types of phrases that are rolling off our tongue.
0: Amen. Um, and
1: know? another and, one... and we should normalize
0: that. Absolutely, and another one I think to un to rem, remove shame off of you and off of another. Although this sometimes you might feel this one, you got to be more mature for this one. But when I've done something wrong to hurt another, and I know it, and I gotta, you know, I want to go ask for forgiveness because that's freedom for letting them be yeah. free in yourself. I'll, I, this is the big girl, big boy pants one where you go. How how did that make you feel? Yeah, you that because mm-hmm. then yeah. you unleash them so they don't carry around exactly. The, the offense or the, the yeah. thing that yeah. hit them. Like, and then, yeah. okay, it's out there. Yeah. And I can leave yeah. it right. and let go. And Jesus yeah. always like, don't, you don't have to absorb it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to make them feel that yeah. way. But it's that makes me acquainted yeah. with the sufferings of Christ. This sucks. That's right. Sin sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again, yeah. God. So,
1: yeah, I like to ask people the question: Hey, would you tell me what's it like to be on the other side of me?
0: What's the yeah? How? Yep. That's always a good one because we don't. It's know such
1: a good one. We don't
0: know, and it's so yeah. good
1: to receive that feedback and to yeah. to regularly ask for it. I ask my kids. I ask my husband. Yeah. I ask. You know, my staff, I ask the people that I'm closest with, Hey, what's it like to be on the other side of me? I, I want to know. And, and could you not temper that? Like, would yeah. you
0: re- really tell me, um, I want to know. We used to have my kids when they were younger, they're older now. I have a 21 year old and 18 an year old, but when they were younger, we called it the table of truth. Be like, okay, mm. table of truth time. You get to say whatever it is. And yeah. no, mom and dad are not going to fight that. We just want to hear And yeah, they would let us know what it was like to be our, you know, be a child and to be in our home Mm -hmm. and what they're experiencing and make adjustments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need more tables of truth. And, and, you know, the only place where we can do that is in the present moment with one
0: another. That's right. Amen. Yeah. How Mm -hmm. old are your kids again? They are 13 and 16. So you're in it. You're in it right now. I'm in it. You're in in it. I got two
1: high schoolers. Yes, I got a freshman and I've got a, or going to be freshman, going to be junior. And um, I mean, they're the loves of my life. And boy, they're the greatest professors in my life as well. They teach me.
0: Wow, do they teach me. Greatest refining tool of my life. Marriage is probably been the biggest one for me because that's life commitment. But my kids, Mm -hmm. kids do the inner work inside of me. Yes, they do. My youth or however, you know, the things that God's healing in the past. All mm. right. Well, Jeannie, we are absolutely in love with your message and what God's mm. heart. And if Thank I lived you. in Chicago, I would be at Soul City Church this mm. weekend. If <laughs> I was there, love it. Mm. That's so, and especially in a metropolitan place like Chicago. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, how many years have you guys you. been doing that? How many years? 12 years. years. Oh, yeah,
1: 12.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, everyone, mm. again, the book's titled What's Here Now? How to Stop Rehearing rehashing. I want to see rehearsing. I need 2.5 <laughs> reading glasses, how to stop rehashing the past and rehearsing the future and start receiving the present. We. What book is this for you? Is this your first or many? My
1: first um, trade book. I have a few devotionals that are out that are Fantastic. self-published, but my are you first, working
0: on, uh, you got another one coming or what are you thinking? I am. I'm starting to work on another one all around. Um,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm thinking through how we walk
0: through transitions in our life fantastic well good yeah. well when it's written let us know and come back i will i will before you go we always have these fun rapid fire questions at the end ready they're really yes quick. Don't i'm ready too hard trust your gut first thing uh coffee tea or kombucha what's your go-to coffee how many cups a day <laughs> that's always Two. A... okay Two. <laughs> good. i mean not that's bad but i'm always curious i'm not a coffee drinker so I'm always, how how much do people consume um yes, yes your favorite way to move your body? Mm, walking or the Peloton. Oh, you have a Peloton. I have one right there yep. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And favorite active leisure wear, act, you know, like athle- athleisure mm-hmm. wear and where yes. you get it. Where do you get it?
1: Okay. So I, my husband and
0: I just started playing pickleball. Oh, uh, I so love fun. it. So are me and my husband, we've been married 25 years and we're going to pick it's up the pickleball. So it's so fun. It sounds like
1: we're old people. Totally, it's an old um, people. I don't care. I want to have fun. I don't care. It's really fun. So we laugh our heads off. and the first week, you know, I just went in, um, you know, regular yoga pants and a tank top, and, and I was got like, the skirt. "Oh, I need the skirt." <laughs> and so, um, I ordered one from. Okay, I might say the brand wrong. vubori Vuvori. Vuvori, I, love Vuvori. Vuvori. Yeah, Vuvori. I, I love Vuvori. Yeah, Vuvori. I love. Yeah. Is it Vuvori? I totally, uh, yeah. love their stuff. It's their uh, it's so soft It's soft. Uh, it's breathable. Yeah. Yep. So
0: so I I now have one of the skirts. I'm oh that girl. God, I'm are that You Next you're going to have like the bag. <laughs> the ball right <laughs> all, the, all the things well we're going to outfit you we're going to send you some revelation wellness gear to put on oh, that ball court i love it i love so, it
1: what so, a delight to be with you and your people today thank you so much for
0: having well me. we could not have been more delighted ourselves you guys find Jeannie on instagram is that your main place mm-hmm. she has yep. a website yep. geniestevens.com but you can also go see the dailies or whatever she's up to over on instagram so yeah Absolutely. All right. We will All hope right. to see you back soon, Jeannie. Thanks for coming. Thank you.
2: Friends, we're so glad you were here today, and we hope you enjoyed this conversation between Elisa and Jeannie. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode, so be sure to leave your comments wherever you listen to podcasts. And before you go, we want to invite you to come away with us to rest and rebuild our 2023 in-person retreat which will be held at the beautiful lake geneva retreat center in minnesota for four days you will have the opportunity to immerse your whole self heart mind soul and body into the love of jesus in community with other people who are learning how to be healthy, love God, so that they can return to their communities and love others. There is nothing we love more than being in person and seeing the freedom that Jesus brings. And we promise, as always, we will bring the confetti with us. The link to be registered for Rest and Rebuild is in the show notes. You can swipe up to learn more, and I promise, You do not want to miss this event. And as a reminder, before you go, be sure to connect with us in all the places. You can connect with us on social media. You can connect with us on our website. We want to know you and we want to be in community with you so that we can grow together and be in community together. We will see you soon. Peace.